Hello, everyone. This is John Sterling, and you're listening to the Curtain Call Podcast, featuring Sports Broadcasting Hall of Famer, Mr. John J. Filippelli, and his co-host, Kevin Sullivan. The commitment of trying to be a champion is always going to be there, and I'm proud of that championship caliber intent and interest and effort, and we'll keep working at it. I promise you. Uh, That's our commitment to our fans. Flip, that was Brian Cashman talking to the media on Wednesday. And no surprise, of course, he's saying all the right things, as you would expect. I think the strongest comment he had was he said his commitment was strong to bring a world championship back to New York. And I'm going to sound like a homer right at the top, Flip. But if you ask me, I think he fielded a world championship caliber team, right? Oh, I don't think there's any question they were a world championship caliber team. And uh, the Yankees for the last several, I mean, the Yankees for as long as I can remember have, have fielded, uh, you know, world championship caliber teams. I mean, that, that's the commitment of the Yankees is to put quality on the field. And they, they, every, each and every year they do that. You know, but the, the, goal, the goal, too, is to win a championship. And, and it's, it's disappointing. It's disappointing that the way we lost, it was disappointing that we weren't able to, to deliver that. The talent, the talent is there. You know, as, as, as Aaron Boone said, you know, it's, it's the, when it happens, it's going to be all the more sweeter. Uh, and I believe that that's true. When it does happen, and it will happen, uh, it will be all the more sweeter. But, you know, it's tough in the moment to not feel disappointment. It's, you know, I know we, it was only a 60-game season, if you will, but it doesn't matter the length of the season. The playoffs were quite a crucible. Whoever wins this, the, the playoffs are, are quite a test. So I don't think anybody should look back on the 2020 and say that, well, it was diminished. It was, a, it was quite, it was a, you, no asterisk. It deserves, a, deserves an award for just for perseverance and whatever. So, yeah, it was a tough season. And, and uh, but the Yankees, to be honest with you, they were schizophrenic. They were, they, they started off great and they had a really bad slide. Then they were terrific. And then they, they kind of limped to the finish line and then they, they walked all over Cleveland and then they had problems with the race. So they, they were inconsistent, but there is a lot of talent on that team. And Brian has put together and, and Hal Steinbrenner put together a really good team. They have, but uh, you know, but you know, they've got to keep players on the field. There are things they just have to do so they could take that, that next and final step for them. There might not be an easy answer to this flip, but if you and I both agree that the Yankees are a world championship caliber team, why didn't they beat the Rays? Well, you know, I, look, sometimes the, the team that has the, the most talent, if you will, doesn't always win a series. Uh, it, it's not the first time this has happened, and it's not the last time it'll happen to anybody. Um, I, I think that there were reasons. To, I, the way the Rays, it's just, it's, this is hard to say. But the, I mean, the Yankees just don't, they didn't hit, they struck out way too much offensively. They left guys on base way too many times. Um, they didn't, their bullpen, which you know, had moments of, of, of I mean, of really being solid and, and pitching well, had also had moments of, of, of letdown. Um, you know, they, their defense was not uh, strong. They made some credit. I mean, Ashilla was great. I mean, they've they've had a they had a couple of players who were outstanding with the glove, but there were some who, who did weren't outstanding and, and and made some some critical errors that I think hurt. Um, there are there are other reasons, but it, it's tough. It's tough to sit here and quantify every little thing. Why? Let's just let's just put it this way. The best way I can explain it is this: everybody on on the race has has knows their job. They absolutely know their job. And that team is constructed to so everybody has a job and everybody knows what it is and everybody supplements what they whatever it is they have to do in order to win. I'm not saying that the Yankees don't do that. The Yankees do that. The Yankees played really hard. I don't think the Yankees was lack of effort. It really wasn't. I just think in this particular series, a short series against a team that pitches has, you know, has has deep starting and deep bullpen. Their bullpen was outstanding. I think the pitching and their defense were the reason that the, the race persevered over the Yankees. The Yankees had some pitching, a few pitching lapses, and they had some lapses on defense. The Rays played flawless baseball for them. They could not afford a mistake if they were going to beat the Yankees, and they really didn't make many. I'd agree. The pitching and the defense were key for the Rays. Um, on top of that, and it may be a cop-out answer, there, for me, just seems to be this intangible aura hovering over the Rays at this point, almost like it's, it's their time. You can feel that sometimes. It, it, it could be. I mean, I, you know, as we record this, they're, uh, they're beating Houston, what, three games to two? Correct. Yes, is that what it is right now? So as of 
as of recording of this, that's what it is. Uh, you know, so they're one win short uh, of the World Series. And I mean, I, do I think they'll get there? I think they'll win. I, I think they'll win one of the two, and I think they go to the World Series. And I think they will give whoever it is in the National League, the Braves or the Dodgers, I think the, 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 the race will really give them a handful. I think the race are a handful, and I think the race could beat either one of those two teams. Will they be favored? Probably not. But, but I do think that they could beat either one of those two teams. I, I believe that the way they're constructed and the way in which they embrace their roles and and, 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 and this is not a reflection on anybody, but because I think Aaron Boone has done a really nice job. Uh, Kevin Cash is really a very good manager. He really is. He's an elite manager. And, and, um, and he knows his cast really well. And he knows, you know, and, and, and they know him and he knows them. And so I think he pushes the right buttons. I really do. And, you know, listen, they're, they're, it's hard to say, look, seven games, you know, a seven game series, a six game series, that's not a lot of games. And anything can happen in a short series. That's what we always talk about. And seven games, by the way, is not, it, it seems like four out of seven. It's not, it's not a large series. Three or five is not a large series. They're not big series. And anything can happen in these series. You get a hot pitcher who goes in. You get a, a batter who gets hot. You get somebody gets hot, can carry a team. Look at what Stanton did with the Yankees. Now, Stanton was, was an afterthought going into this thing. He was because of the injuries. He hadn't been able to stay on the field. He hadn't made an impact in his time here yet. And boy, did he light it up. He, 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 and then you see why Stanton could be Stanton. Now you see why the Yankees got Stanton. I mean, he stays healthy. He's an incredible force. A player could carry a team. He carried the Yankees. He was among the players who carried the Yankees. There were two or three who really were, were difference makers and played extremely well for the Yankees. And he was one of them. So, I mean, I know we're going off topic. I know I'm sure we'll get to Stanton. But I, I, I just felt I needed to say that because it's about, it's about the hot players. It's about hot pitching and hot hitting. And, you know, and, if, and, and the Yankees played fine. The Yankees didn't play poorly, just that the Rays played better. That's really what it came down to. Yeah, I think um, you mentioned pitching and defense for the Rays. Also, maybe the lack of uh, hitting for the Yankees with runners in scoring position. You know? Hurt them. Um, yeah, it did hurt them. Yeah, it did hurt them. Um, and plus the fact that you look, you, you got to put the ball in play, guys. Okay. You hit the ball, things happen. You don't hit the ball, things don't happen. And the Yankees didn't hit the ball. They just did in the aggregate. They did not hit the ball. That really hurt them. Getting back to Cashman's comments on Wednesday, a lot was um, made about game two of the series. And I don't want to get into game two too much only because we talked about that last week here on the podcast, but I do want to give you one of Cashman's comments and then get your thoughts on it. Cashman said on Wednesday, it's been asked several times about the manager being a puppet and all that. None of that is true. I've never ordered a manager to do anything specifically. Aaron would testify to that, as well as Joe Girardi and Joe Torre. They've never been directed at any time by me or my front office to do something they didn't want to do. Your comments on that, Flip? I believe that. I believe that. Um, I, I mean, listen, I, I, the Yankees are, are big on statistics. They're big on sabermetrics. They really are. And they have reams and mounds of information. And, and, the, and it's up to Brian Cashman and his group, and it's up to Aaron Boone to get that information and to use it as he sees, as he sees fit. Um, I, I really think that the, the actual managing of the game, once the game gets started, is in the hands of, of Aaron Boone. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Your ha- manager has to have the game in his hands. I mean, you think every movie makes it, Brian's got to pick up our phones. Hey, can we do this or not? No, you can't do, run a team, a team like that. You can't run a game like that. You can and by the way, the players would lose respect. You can't have that either. So no, Aaron Boone is a very good baseball man. And Aaron Boone is a good manager. So, I mean, he, he gets, he does what he needs to do. I mean, I, I think it's, but it's, I think it's gotta be hard for any staff to be able to take that all the information that they get and call it down to, to its essence, if you will, so it becomes readily applicable in a game. And, I, and again, that, that's why you have bench coaches. That's why you have all sorts of support systems uh, for, for these players and for the team. And we have iPads and all kinds of things going on, right? But, but sometimes, sometimes, I'm not saying this was the case here, because everybody gets, everybody gets information. The Rays get information. Don't you think they get the same information? Of course. 
the scouting reports and things. I mean, that's all given to them. I mean, they have to sort of cull through it and decide, uh, all right, what do we need? We'll skim through this. What do we need? What works? What doesn't work? And that, that's got to be the hardest part of that job. But I think in terms of, of being told what to do, how to do, no, I don't think that happens at all. I, I completely agree with you, one. And two, I'm pulling back the curtain here. I know why we're talking about this. There, I could say in one word why we're having this conversation and why Cashman feels he, ha- he has to comment on it. You know what that word is? Hap. Twitter. Twitter. See, I was going you have that. all these armchair managers yeah. just tweeting, probably- oh, that's stupid. This was stupid. It was probably Cashman's decision, blah, 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 blah. You know, no. It's, it, Aaron Boone is a man, right? He's not going to sit there and be a puppet. I know Aaron Boone, not well, but I know him well enough to know he's not, not a puppet. A- I'm not, yeah. We're certainly not calling him that. That's silly. I mean, anybody says that's an idiot. No, he's, he's definitely not a puppet. I mean, and that's that's silly to say. You know, I mean, let me tell you something about Twitter, all right? If they go to attack, you know, Brian Cashman has been in this city. How long has Brian Cashman been in this job? How long has he been? Forever? Well, we start with forever. Forever's not even fair. It was before forever, okay? <laughs> you know, it goes back. The Yankees won in 96 under Watson. He got the job in 97. So 97 till now. That's a long time, Okay. You don't think Brian Cashman has ever been criticized from 1997 till now? You don't think he's ever heard something about, why did you make this trade? Why did you do this deal? Why do you have this play? You don't think that's happened? Of course it's happened. It happens to everybody. That's the nature of the game, the nature of sports is to be second-guessed. It, it happens routinely. And by the way, there were times you get second-guessed, and then it turns out your decision was turned out to be correct. So, so what happened to the second-guess? I mean, that's not – I mean, that's ridiculous. That's – Hold on one second. Oh, this is my, my, my dog Buffy just came home. So uh, I had to make sure Buffy was okay. It's raining very hard here as we record this. So I'm sorry I got distracted. But uh, no, I mean, do you don't think Brian Cashman has heard the, 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 that stuff before? And, you know, I, for him to respond, he's, look, you could say that. But, I mean, Brian has got a thick, he's got to have thick skin. He does. I mean, I know Cash for a million years. I do. And I know Brian's got thick skin. So I, you know, I, I, I do they react to it. I'm sure they read this stuff. Look, they sports talk radio. I mean, this stuff is endless. And, and if you sit there and you say, well, I'm going to make my decisions based on Twitter, based on sports talk radio, you know, no, you base, Brian Castro bases his decisions on, on information and, and an intuitive feel. And it served them very, look at the fact the Yankees make the playoffs every single year. And, and usually do, do pretty well in them you know, is a testament to how good the organization is. What we're talking about here is the only, the only thing is you have to always say is the championship. Cause that, again, that's what we, that's what the Yankee fans have. That's what Yankee fans you believe you want. It's about winning a championship. And you know, it's, and you could say, well, that was a George. No, it's, 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 it's very much a Yankee thing. And it's very much the right thing. Why should a team go into a season and not feel like their ultimate goal is to win a championship? Well, who goes into a season? Here's my goal. I want to finish fifth. I want to be mediocre. I don't want to make the play. Who goes in thinking like that? Nobody. I mean, if you do, you don't belong in the game. You get, I mean, that's crazy, isn't it to you? It's crazy to me. I don't know. I think some teams have to be realistic. Don't start with the Orioles again. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> you owe me, by the way, you owe me that lunch. You'll get it. You'll now, get it. Just remind After- people. I don't want to go off topic here, but remember, remind people what you did. What was your – we made a little side oh, wager. Let's tell them. Come yeah. on. So I – to remind people, at the beginning of the season, maybe about four weeks into the season, I said, Flip, the Orioles will make the postseason. Um, and then we, we did a friendly bet on it. it. It was Chipotle, right? Yes. And so now I owe you. You told me I was crazy, which I was. Yes. And now you, uh, you're getting a Chipotle. Post-pandemic Chipotle. A PPC. Yes. Okay. Uh, so a PPC ASAP LOL. OMG. W-O-W. I, I don't think we want to go there. <laughs> wow. Right? Oh, is that I what you're Well, okay. what do you think I said? I can't do it on this podcast. Okay. So we started with, let's start, we started with, uh, uh, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. It's too, many, it's too many letters. Okay. So getting so, back on yeah. track, regardless of yes. whose decision it was in yes. game two, uh, Hal Steinbrenner did break news earlier in this week saying Aaron Boone will be back as Yankees manager next season. To me, Flip, that is non-news. Of course he's coming back, right? I would think so. I mean, I, that, that, I, I, I had no reason to believe he would not come back. 
I, I, that thought never came in my head that he would not come back. Uh, I mean, I think Aaron Boone did a really good job. I think he's, the players really like Aaron Boone. They do. They play hard for him. I think he's a good in-game manager. Uh, I, I do. I mean, I, listen, you can't, you can't manage injuries. You can't manage contact. You can't manage errors. You know, you can't manage, you know, uh, you know like a, a bullpen that was sort of schizophrenic up and down, if you will. You can't – inconsistent. You, you can't you, – you, you do the best you can with the players that you have. Yankees have a lot of very good players. I mean, look at the, the winning streaks during the year. Look at the way they dismantled Cleveland. Look at that, okay? And you tell me if the Yankees aren't a good baseball team. They're a very good baseball team. But there are things that they need to work on. There's no doubt to come next spring training. I, don't th- I think there'll be changes on this team because the team needs to get better. It needs to get better defensively. It needs, to get, it needs more starting pitching. It needs a deeper bullpen. There are things they need to work on, and I, I know that they will. That'll be their shopping list. I want to get into that. Um, it's going to be a fun offseason. A lot of um, potential moves they can make or not make. Um, some, sometimes the non-move is the best move. Uh, before we do that, though, Flip, I want to remind people, rate, review, and subscribe. Please tell your friends about us. Email us. Flip, we got a lot of emails, which we'll get into later in this podcast. Email us at curtaincalyes at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at curtaincalyes. Wait, wait, what's that place called? What's that called? Twitter? Twitter. Did we just talk about Twitter? Yeah. We're so on Twitter. We bashed it. So you think we, we made friends on Twitter? You think we made <laughs> like friends? What, what happened there? Uh, what do you mean what happened there? I mean, we just, you just destroyed them, Twitter. Yeah, so, sometimes there's a, a, not sometimes, all the time, there's a big, massive armchair managers. Um, okay, so which, you don't like Twitter, but yet you're telling people, go like, find us on Twitter. I love Twitter. I you don't do. think, I think don't there's a, like a nice. Just now, in what you said. Nice, healthy percentage of p- people who hide behind their keyboards. And just tweet whatever they want. Well, that's not nice. That's what I you mean. You and I have yeah. to stand on the record for what we do. Right. I, and, I, you and, know, I, could, I have a lot of respect for people who, I don't care if they're wrong. A lot of people, I'm wrong a lot, okay? But at least you make a statement. You stand up for what, and you put your name to it. Don't you think that's important in life? I do. And speaking of putting our names to it. Yes. I am Kevin Sullivan from the digital media <laughs> department here at Yes. I think introductions are well overdue. As always, I'm across the Zoom from... Sports Broadcasting Hall of Famer, Mr. John J. Filippelli. Flip, how are you today? I am well. It's pouring rain here in Connecticut, where I live. And um, I'm sure it's pouring rain where you are in New York. And it just is. It's what it's doing today. So it's actually a very damp, dank, rainy, stark day. It's a lot like my mood, Kevin. You know, like sometimes I get moods like that, you know. Not because I see you. Like you, you and, and Stucco. Uh, who is our just stuck off a first name? Matthew Stucco. Matthew Stucco. <laughs> of course, Matt. Matt does the feed. Remember the feed used to be on Yes? Hopefully, hopefully it comes back. Great show. It's a very good show. He did a good job with it. He's a good guy. He's, uh, he's working with us today. So appreciate all his help because we don't get on the air without his help. So thank you, wherever you are. I just see in front of me, I'm on like a Zoom call and it says Matthew Stucco. Yeah, we don't saying. have to see his face, which is great. Well, that's in, thank God for the audience. I mean, <laughs> so, anyway, let way. me ask you. Yeah, how long have you? How long have we known each other? Long time. So, uh, so long as you've been at Yes. Yeah. How long is that? Now? Uh, how How many times have I told you that I'm in New York City? Never. Yeah, I just put yeah. you there. You just put me in New York City. <laughs> I, I did that for a reason. It's like witness protection. I'm trying to protect. Oh, thank you. <laughs> from, like identity. So if I figure, I, I was going to say you were in like West Virginia. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm just trying to protect your identity and whatever. I'm trying to help you here. Because, you know, you say some things and sometimes, you know, people, you know, they may not like it. And I'm trying to help you. Me, I don't You're really, abs- That's I don't a good care. point. I have read some reviews. Not all of them are favorable for me. Well, they love me, though. They love you. Well, because uh, I write all these reviews. That's why. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> all right, I've let's never, move on. I've, I tell you the truth. I've never written one. I don't. I would never do that. I know you wouldn't either. All those reviews that we get are legitimate, and that makes me feel really good. It's because I read some other things in other places. I don't think it's legitimate, but right. I mean, some of them are, but some they're inconsistent. Ours are really good. I mean, you know, once in a while, somebody says they don't like whatever, and that's fine. That's 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 life, and that's everybody's title and opinion, but. 
But I must tell you, our, our stuff is, you know, we get a lot of fives, a lot of five stars. So that, yeah. I'm glad that they like what we do. And I'm glad we have fun at what we do. And I'm glad we're honest in what we say. They're authentic reviews, um, especially the one bashing me. I think that one was um, my wife. Oh, I don't blame her. How long did that one go on? <laughs> we ran out, ran out of, how many characters you allowed on that? Like seven million? I don't know. Seven million, I think she'd stop. That's okay. So okay. you want to talk about Gary Sanchez? He was a sure, hot topic why not? on Wednesday. Why not? Um, want to talk about so Twitter Boone, and Gary Sanchez? <laughs> Boone, again, no surprise. He backed, yeah. uh, he backed this catcher. He said, quote, sure. I have a ton of confidence in him. And sure. quote, his ceiling is really, really special, which I agree with. Um, I, I didn't get the same fuzzies when Cashman talked. You know, Cashman said he may not be the everyday catcher next year. There may be a battle. What's, what's your take on that? You know, it's really hard to read this. I mean, a lot of people have already made decisions and said, well, that's it. He's going to go. And what this Gary Sanchez has 40 homer a year more and maybe more potential. Gary Sanchez can be a really great player. I've said it before. I know people get critical of me. But how could you say that? I think he has enormous potential. I do. Uh, and I've not wavered from that. Do I think he struggled this year? I really think he struggled mightily, mightily. Um, but I mean, but there were deficiencies in his game. You know, you can't come up in big spots in the middle of that lineup and not deliver. You can't, you know, be in situations where the ball, the ball becomes a foreign object to you. It just sort of goes, finds itself back on a backstop somewhere. You know, it's like it can't be that. He's got way too much talent for this. And there were times when, when everything is clicking for him, and he's great. He's been great. So if you didn't know the other side to this, you'd say, well, yeah, he never realized potential. No, he's shown glimpses of his potential. And that's what I think could, sometimes can be frustrating. Sometimes that's his frustrating. And I think I mean, Brian is smart to say that. Brian, the Yankees have drafted. Well, how many catchers have the Yankees drafted the last couple of years? So the Yankees have catchers in their system. Carla Gashioka did a really good job. You know, he, he enjoys, Cole enjoys th throwing to him, which is very important, right? To AC, your staff, important. And he, he feel, but they know each other a long time, to, in fairness, to Agashioka and, 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 and uh, Cole. They know each other. Cole, I'm sorry, I said that. Cole, they know each other like a really long time and like forever. So, and they feel comfortable with each other. And that's not unusual for, for a pitcher to pitch, prefer one catcher over another for whatever reason. Defensively, they feel just more comfortable with pitch selection or whatever. Well, that happens. But um, the, the reality is, at the end of the day, Gary Sanchez has enormous potential. And it's, the Yankees are not going to give up on that potential. Not now. And they shouldn't. They should, they should wait this out a little longer. Because if, he, if it puts it together and everything clicks for him, he, he's going to be a big star. He's going to be a mega star. But it has to click. And will it? Sometimes I've seen situations before where the players in, in analogous situations where it doesn't click. And, and it's just potential that just never gets realized, which would be too bad in this case because there's a lot of talent there. He's just got to, you know, he's got to focus and, and, and get it done. And I, be, I believe he can. And I think the, I know the Yankees believe it too. But right now, the, the, he wasn't getting it done in the, if in, the, in the playoffs. So they did what they needed to do. They made the change. And you always play in the hot, in the playoffs, it's such a short series. You've got to play the hot hand. Like Ashioka got hot. He was hot offensively and he was hot defensively, both, both ways, both sides of the ball. I know you uh, dislike when I say these two words, but I'm going to say them anyway. Prediction time. Prediction time, Flip. Who is opening day catcher next season? Sanchez. No, that was a trick question. Because Garrett Cole's going to be your opening day pitcher. See what I did? See... That was really mean. You're so mean to me. I mean, I, I get no respect in this job. I don't get people are so mean to me, Kevin. That was so mean. Why would you, why would you humiliate me in front of a the, like the, the millions of people who listen to this? Why would you? All right, the thousands, hundreds, hundreds of thousands. Come on, be realistic. Why why would you why would you do that? Was so mean. You know what? When is your review, Kevin? I just need to know when's your review. Well, I would like to know that. Yeah, well, I, I got I'm going to make say. sure you know that. I say like. Wow, made his boss look so foolish, so foolish. I'm so I'm so humiliated now. I don't know what I'm going to do. I may I may have to look for another job. I'm so sorry. Thank you. I think for you're fine. Flip. Wow. Do you have any more trick questions? So I know. 
I've been to your uh, yeah. your house. You're fine. <laughs> Don't worry about in another West Virginia? Job. <laughs> my home in West Virginia? That's your it. campus over there. My campus uh, in West Virginia. Okay, I like that. So I, I want to talk position battles a little sure. bit more. Of course. Um, and about 10 minutes ago, I bashed people for being armchair manager. Uh-huh. Will you allow me to be armchair GM for a second? Sure, of course. All right. Let me preface this with two things. I don't pretend to be somebody who knows the game as well as a GM. I'm not that person. I don't know the. I know the game very well for a fan. Mm-hmm. For a fan. Um, so well, you, so you know the take, game. Well, don't kid yourself. What I what what I mean is take this with a grain of salt because I'm going to play this wild scenario out in your mind in my mind. Sure. Why don't you just get to the point? I, I got to preface things. So <laughs> here we go. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll have a cup of coffee. I'll be back in about twenty minutes. Get preface. Midway through this, I have to preface part two of it too. But okay, sure. Luke Voigt doesn't have more value than he has right now. Yes. So, Let's play this game. What if you trade Luke Voigt this offseason? Move LeMayhew over to first. Glaber to second. I'm solving a lot of problems with all these moves. And there's a free agent shortstop out there that would fit nicely in the name of Didi Gregorius. And Luke Voigt, you flip him for a pitcher. I, again, I have to preface with, I love Luke Voigt. I'm the biggest Luke Voigt supporter there is. You are. Um, if there's ever a time to move him, he's never more valuable. I see. Stupid? No, I don't know if it's stupid. I don't think it's stupid. There's nothing that's stupid. Well, some things are, but that's not it. Um, let me ask you a question. You, who's playing first? You said LeMayu? Yeah. Oh, you, so you signed him? I did. We're going to get into that. You want to get into it now? Uh, we we could wait for an hour, or we could do it now. Whatever, you, whatever you fit. Look, you're 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 the moderator, okay? It's your job to make sure this thing flows. If you think the flow is better by doing it now, which I think it is personally, but that's okay. I really don't matter. I'm just sort of like a backup here. So whatever you whatever you want. Yeah, Kevin, it's all intertwined. So let's do that. So let's DJ LeMayhew, 32 yes. years old. He yes. made I believe 12 million dollars this that season. That sounds right. Well, he was contracted to, obviously it was prorated because of the shortened season, but his contract was $12 million. Um, Do you sign him? Is that a priority this off season? And if so, for how much? To me, you tell me, you, if you said to me, I'm starting to think tomorrow. Okay. 32 years old is 32 years old. We'll get to that in a second. But if you're starting to think tomorrow and you could get LeMayu, would you not want him on your team? Do you, would you not move heaven and earth to get him to be one of your players? The Yankees will do everything they can to make sure he's here. I know he really likes it here. So the Yankees have a lot going for them right going in. But there's other teams that will try to wave money at him and try to get him to come. It will be, it'll be years. It's not going to be the money. It's going to be the years. Somebody's going to say, I think it'll start with four years, at, you know, probably about $20 million a year, close to that. That's my guess. I don't, I don't know. If I have to take a guess, I'm going, it's $80 million for four years, right? Something like that. Somebody may say, you know what, 32, 32 and five is 37. DH and is, is going to be in both leagues, whether right. So, uh, you know, maybe I'll go the fifth year. Okay, maybe we do that. That's uh, steep. 120 is a lot. You know, maybe, maybe 18 a year for five. I don't know. Something like it's going to be the fifth year, I think, that gets him. Yeah, so, you said it. Yeah, he's yeah. going to ask for six. You want to give him four. And he's going to six get five. Years? He's going to, he's going to ask for six years? Well, he has to ask for it, knowing that I'll I mean, I can, ask, I can ask for, you know, a mansion in West Virginia. I mean, you love uh, West Virginia. I really, today I really do. I was just at John Denver at one point singing about heaven, West Virginia. That's probably where I got this from. But um, anyway, I actually knew John Denver. That's oh, really? Yeah, I did a, when I was at NBC, we did his shows, uh, the John Denver celebrity ski thing, and I was like the producer of it. Uh, met a lot of interesting people on that show. But anyway, he, he was fun. He was a very nice man, really good guy. Um, anyway. But anyway, so off of West Virginia and John Denver for a minute. Uh, yes. It's a really good – you, so you think it's going to be – you think somebody's going to say six years? You think it's going to start at six? That's a lot no, of I years. think his agent is going to say I need six. Oh, his agent. I mean, Knowing that it's going to come down to that, five. I don't think there's any way you get six years. No right. way. Even I mean, when you give him five years, yeah, you're, you're eating the fifth. 
Yeah, I mean, you got to see where the market is, though. If, 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 you know, and a lot of people are going to want him for sure. But you know what? I, I think it's going to be a prudent market. And by that, I mean, you know, finances. Look, I mean, the, 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 a lot of teams have not made money. You know, this has been a tough time in the game uh, for a lot of reasons. I mean, I have no attendance, right? No attendance means no ticket money. It means no hot dog money. It means no parking revenue. It means no yearbook money or, you know, hat money, cap money, whatever. I mean, all that is tied to attendance. So because of COVID and not having people in the stands, I mean, it's, it's the finances have been sort of really, a lot of teams have suffered financially. The game has suffered. Every, the world has suffered. So baseball is not going to be excluded from the world suffering. We've all suffered. Everyone's suffered. So, but baseball has had its share of it. So, I mean, that's going to weigh into this too, you know, about long-term deals and whatever. I mean, who knows where it goes, but, but I, I'm just going to say, I think it's a hard, it's, I think six would be a stretch. I think five might be tough, but I think four is definitely, definitely in the offing for sure. And, and maybe a 50, if somebody says, eh, but it's close, let's pull the trigger. He, he's, he's a good player and he's worth, he's worth the money. Yeah. In a perfect world, or maybe I should say in a pre COVID world, he, I wouldn't have been surprised to see him get 24 million a year, double his contract. Like you said, though, there's a lot of, it's, it's a lot different. Of, it's a different world right now. It is a different world. I mean, maybe, maybe in a different environment, he certainly would crack the 20 million a year in a different world. But see, remember that that's, that's still, that's, that's, he's a really good player. He's a, he's, I might say, dare say he's, he's got greatness in him, but that's a lot of money. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know where this is going in this environment, though. See, a lot of it's, as we just talked about, it's this environment, Kevin. So I don't really know what, what the market's going to be in an environment like this. But let's just say that, look, if it's the Yankees really want him, and, and, and I think they'll make every effort to get him. I don't think that's a fair statement. Fair statement. Speaking with uh, bringing players back, emailer Mike Sabitsky wants to know, knowing the Yankees need starting pitching, will they bring Masahiro Tanaka back? I believe he was at 23 million last year. I think he comes back. Uh, I think he will come back. I think it'll be on a much lesser contract. I, I think it'll be a one-year deal. I think it's a pillow contract. Basically, one year, come back. Uh, I mean, he's pitched well for the Yankees through the years. He's a really good postseason pitcher. I mean, he struggled. He had some struggles this year. I mean, this is a strange year. It's a strange year to judge anybody. Uh, don't, they always talk about in life about don't judge me on my best moment and don't judge me on my worst, you know, because that's really not the definition of a person. It's not your best moment. It's not your worst moment. It's all those moments that happen in between. And I, I think that that's true in the base sports as well. So, I think he comes back. I think he comes back on a one-year deal, and I, I, I think it'll be for significantly less money. But I do think he comes back because it's a good fit with the Yankees, and the Yankees could use the pitching, the starting pitching. So and starting pitching is hard to find. It just is. So I, I think he comes back one year. He's only 31. Well, he'll be yeah, 32. Well, but it's still young. I mean, that's not old. But remember, he's been yeah. seven years now. It's, it's amazing that seven years came and went like that. But to that end, if I'm Masahiro Tanaka, I'm only 31. I'm not signing a one-year deal. Well, if that's if he doesn't want to do that, he has a better deal. That he takes the better deal. I just don't me. know that there's going to be. I mean, does somebody say I'll give you two years and whatever at the same money? No, he's not going to get. I don't think he gets the same money. That's a that's a large amount of money a year. And it was like when they signed it was the economics were different. The economics are very different now than they were seven years ago. So I don't know. My God, if you're asking me, we're playing general manager. What about? I'm not a general manager, but I, I would say to you that uh, uh, I don't think he comes back under the same terms. I just don't. That's my feeling, but I don't know. How about Brett Gardner? Gardner's got another year on his contract. Right? Well, I believe he has a team option. Team option. Yeah, they could buy him out for two point five. They could buy him out. Well, I think the Yankees can use outfielders, though. When you start to look, look at the Yankee outfield situation. Let's look at it for a minute. You want to? Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Aaron Judge. Judge is great. Judge is great. He's got to stay on the field. What do we always talk about, Kevin? Stay on the field, stay on the <laughs> stay field. Stay on the field. Stay on the field. We stay all the time. He stays on the field. He's great. But, he, but you know, he's been hurt. And Hicks stays on the field. He's really good. But he gets hurt. Stanton. So what Stanton could do when he's on the field. Stay on the field, okay. So there's 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 three right there, and so who do who's when they're not playing? Who do you have? You got Frazier. Yankees will not trade Frazier now. 
they may have at one point that I get to it now. I mean, he's, they need the outfield situation. Has to, they need the depth that he gives them. Plus that bat, that bat speed that he's got. I mean, he, he showed he can hit. So I don't see the Yankees moving him. So, so he stays, right? You have Tachman maybe. You know, Tachman's a pretty good outfielder. I well, he's a spot on. He's a, he can play the outfield. There's no doubt. You know, so, I mean, is he part of your bench? If he's here on the bench, play, if he's part of your team, He's one of your outfielders, and he's a good outfielder. So, you know, and you got Gardner. I mean, they, yes, the Yankees pick up Gardner's option. I mean, where else? Where are you going to go? I mean, where else do the Yankees have for outfielders? Who did I miss? Anybody? No, you didn't miss anyone unless you want to consider Andujar an outfielder. No, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. That's an interesting question. Of what what his 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 future is going to be? I don't know. Because he could certainly hit. There's no. He's never. No one's ever doubted that. It's just a, finding a spot for him. You know. Uh, to, in the field, you know, or does it go some other team would be a DH? You know, it's just possible. The Yankees kind of need that DH spot to park. Uh, there's a lot of veteran players, older players. The Yankees need that spot to park them. I don't, you know, so I don't, don't know that he's your DH. I think the, he goes in a package, maybe for pitching. Uh, and that would be too bad because he's such a terrific hitter. He's a good guy. He's a good kid too. But, you know, the Yankees have to, sometimes you have to move parts, move pieces. I mean, that 40-man roster is always a discussion, too. Yankees, remember that you have 40 spots for an organization on your 40-man roster. And there are, there are kids in the minors that they want to take care of and protect, make sure they're not going anywhere. They're not subject to Rule 5 and some other things that could, you could lose a talented player to. The Yankees have had a lot of trades through the years where they had to put in players that they really didn't want to trade, but they didn't have a spot for them on the 40-man. That becomes critical here, too, is that spot. You know, so... They'll have to weigh about the spots they need to protect players. You, you, you got a whole army of young pitchers coming up. Yankees have to protect them. Ones that don't make the team have to be protected. Got to go on the 40 men, right? So right. That's, under, yeah. that's a consideration too. So we started this. Let's, let's bring this back around. We started this on Gardner. Let's, Gardner's a great player and a great Yankee. Um, you know, he's getting older, right? So, which is true. He knows it. I mean, I think this is, I think this becomes his final year one way or the other, whether it's with the Yankees or somewhere else. Um, but I, I believe he's with the Yankees. He should be with the Yankees. I think he says, that's my guess. Yeah, I agree. And it's $10 million um, for a fourth outfielder who is a great clubhouse presence and you can plug him in and you know, he's going to be reliable. That's a good deal. Yes. I think. It is. The, um, the clubhouse presence the veterans are very helpful to the younger players. Very helpful. He very, very much is. He's, he's a good guy. The, the, the media likes him. He's, uh, he's been a very good Yankee through the years. A very solid citizen. Before we move on, I want to move backward a little bit um, because an emailer asked about um, Kyle Higashioka. And the, the only reason why it popped into my head yeah. is because I know that Higashioka and Gardner are the two longest reigning Yankees uh, at this point. So, Drew Devon says, I've become a huge Kyle Higashioka fan over the past year, as I'm sure many others have as well. But why did it take him so long to come up to the big team? Why did it take him so long? Circumstances, I think. Um, he's, he's, a, he's been in the organization for a really long time, like a dozen years, something like that, right? He's been in the organization. It took him a while to get I mean, it took him a really long time to get to the big leagues. Look, the difference between there is a, how many people get to play professional baseball? Not, not very many. How many people play in high school baseball, play college baseball, who then wind up going to, to some kind of professional contract, to, so even if it's just single A ball, right, or double A ball? I mean, it's minuscule how many players actually get that chance. And then it's minuscule how many from there get to triple A. And it's even more minuscule how many people get to the major leagues. So you could be a really good baseball player and not spend a minute in the big leagues, it doesn't mean that you were a failure. It just means that you didn't play in the big leagues, but you were a hell of a baseball player. You have to have a lot of talent to get to, to play professionally and to play on any level. So let's, quali- let's, let's quantify qualify that for a minute, which I just did. Um, I think Agashioka is a terrific player. He's terrific in the sense that he's got a lot of power. He's not going to win any batting titles. He's, he's inconsistent offensively, to, but he's a power guy. He hits home runs. He hits the ball, goes a long way. So he's got power. And he's a really good defensive catcher. He's not like good. He's really good. And he blocks. Maybe you saw what he did with Montgomery out there. Montgomery bounced three pitches in succession, blocked every one of them. He's, he, knows, he knows how to play defense. He knows how to frame a pitch. He's got a lot of things going for him. And is he a starting catcher? He could be. A lot of teams he's a starting catcher. Um, he's, uh, is he a backup? Almost certainly he could be a backup for sure. 
but he, he's also on many teams could be a starting catcher. It just depends. It depends on the, who's ahead of him in the system, you know, who's ahead of him in the, in the big league uniform. You know, right now it's, it's Gary Sanchez. And that's and he has shown that he got his opportunity in the postseason and he delivered. Carly Gashio got a really terrific postseason. Will he be the regular catcher next year? I don't know. I'm still going. I still believe Sanchez starts the season, but we'll see how that goes. Any which way, the Yankees will figure it out, and they have depth at that position because they have drafted so many young catchers in the system over the last couple of years. The Yankees have depth there. The only question is. Do, uh, although any of them ready for the big leagues to, to be on that roster in any way, shape, or form. And that's something that'll get ferreted out in spring training. They'll have to figure that out. That was from emailer Drew Devon. And if you want to email us and have your question answered here on Curtain Call, email curtaincallyes at gmail.com. Do we have a Twitter handle? At Curtain Call Yes. That's our Twitter handle. Correct. Yes. At Curtain Call Yes. I got to write that down because I ever find Twitter. <laughs> We love Twitter. Hey, I, in the future, next few weeks, we're going to talk about free agents. We're going to talk about awards and that type of thing. Yeah, sure. Um, so I don't want to necessarily do all that here, but okay. I do want to throw one free agent at you and get your reaction. Go. Trevor Bauer. I don't see it. Me neither. It's going to command a lot of money. I mean, the Yankees just can't every time somebody goes, oh, let's go outside somebody for five years and blankety dollars or 10. You just can't do that. Um, you can't. You, 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 it keeps going to go broke. Even the Yankees go riding. I'm serious. There's only so much you could do. And I, I think the Yankees, they needed an ace, and their ace is Garrett Hall. They got the right guy helming the ship. I think, the, I think that's enough right now in terms of that. And, and, and Bauer is not going to want to go someplace and not be the, the, you know, the kingpin. I don't think this is personality. And um, I don't see that happening. I just don't see it happening. Don't forget, uh, the Yankees have potentially Luis Severino coming back mid-summer. Yes, that's something that's important to remember. Thank you for reminding me. That's very important to talk about. It, potentially, he comes back in the next, when there's the next the beginning of the summer next year. And, you know, he won't have any mileage on the arm when he comes back. So he could take the, he could put you very deep into October. And he comes back and he's any semblance of what he was. And I believe from what we've heard, he's, he's been, he's really coming along great. And there's no reason to believe he won't be great. You team him with Garrett Cole, and you've got your one two at the top of a rotation that can give you a championship. You need that one two lethal punch. Every team that wins, every single one of them, has got a lethal one and two. This gives you a lethal one and two with, with Cole. And uh, and Severino. And, and if Tanaka's your number three, that's not bad. Uh, I don't have a problem with Montgomery being your number four. And we haven't even talked about Paxton. We're not sure if he's going to be back. Uh, Paxton, I don't, I don't see Paxton coming back. So then they're on the look. They just need another starting pitcher to fill out that rotation. Yes. One. And it doesn't have to be an ace, like you said. No, but, you know, I'll tell you the truth, though. I've always looked at I've measured it like this. When you get to spring training, everybody says, you've got too many pitchers. You've got too many starting. Your bullpen's got too many players. So it's amazing how that the, the, the law of the survival brings it down to whatever it brings it down to the laws of nature, the baseball laws of nature. Um, it's amazing to me that every year it's – but I always look at you got to have seven starters. By the way, when, I, you have, when you've talked about some of the Yankee players, the kids, uh, Garcia, right, Schmidt, Yankees have some really strong young arms. You know, uh, King, uh, you know, King has got some promise. You know, uh, you, you don't really – somebody will go to spring training and, and will blow, it, blow everybody away. Happens all the time. Every year somebody does it. And somebody will do it next year. Maybe two players do it next year. And it's going to be hard to deny them, whether they make the team right out of spring training or they're kind of waiting – they're in that waiting room. They've shown they could do it, and there was an injury, and all of a sudden they're out of that waiting room and they're on the, the big league roster. I think that's entirely possible. And I think a lot of teams are run like that. So sometimes it's, it's very hard to sign starting pitching, establish starting pitching, because it commands so much money. It's very, and then if you do it, you usually, that's your budget. So a lot of teams need more help than a pitcher. You know, I just don't see the Yankees going there for right now for the start, because they've got some good young arms in their system. They've got to look at these guys and see if they can do it on a big league level. So next week, you want to do awards? You want to do your homework over the next seven days? Sure. I'm going to give a spoiler, though. My AL Cy Young, Shane Bieber. That's the most slam dunkiest slam dunk ever. <laughs> you Am know I right? You really go out on a limb here. I mean, you can't get – it's all these podcasts, right, in New York, the Yankee stuff. And some of them are pretty good, I must tell you. you know, some of them, but some of them are very good. 
And I got to tell you, the thing that separates us is like boldness like that. <laughs> Pretty bold on your part. I thought you were know, a catfish Jim Palmer. Where were you going to go with this? I don't know where you were going to go with this. Hey, I've made stupid statements in the past. What do you mean the past? <laughs> we made 20 about this show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Voight was one of them. <laughs> well, no, I mean, Voight's not, that's not Tom. I mean, he's, uh, look, the Yankees have, the Yankees, look, sometimes if there's a deal sitting in front of you and it makes sense and it's going to, it's going to upgrade your team, maybe not even at, at the position of which you're losing a player. Maybe that you that you're sacri- you're moving that player because you've got you've got enough somewhere in your system you can get that covered, and you're getting help some other area that you may need real help in. That's the whole point of having trades. It's the whole point of having prospects. Not every prospect is going to become get, make a, make the big leagues. Make your make your team. Sometimes you have to tr- use them as chips to get you what you need to get to fill a position that will get, put you in that championship mode, that championship hunt. The Yankees will always be in that championship hunt because they don't know how to be any other way. And I applaud them for that. But, we, but we're at a point now, it's starting to, we're, there's a lot of pressure to win a championship. There is. And, and, and I know the Yankees will respond to it. Yankees, under, I'm not afraid of pressure. No one's immune to it. No one's afraid of it. We embrace it. We take it on. And you know what? It makes you better. Right? It does. So we're up for the challenge. I'm sure the Yankees are up for that challenge too. And I'm sure at the end of the day, we, we will have that championship in short order. But, you know, like I said, it's been, it's been a bit of a struggle to get there the last few years. We'll get there. And it'll be that much sweeter. As, Absolutely. Uh, Amen. And you know that being a New York Jets fan, you're still waiting, right? I am. <laughs> Don't draft quarterbacks <laughs> at USC. I'm just telling you. <laughs> it's a lesson I learned. But, I, but actually, I don't think he's the issue. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. He's okay. I, I think, you know, it's, what are you going to do? I mean, you need to have a team around you. It's, it's, it's called a team for a reason. A team for a reason. You have to have a team around you. And it's tough to build teams. And especially in that sport, it's very tough in football. Because everything has to be viewed because of the, you know, the violence of the game and the, the attrition rate of the game. It's hard to you know, keep people long-term, you know, healthy and on the field. And you think it's hard in baseball, try football, how hard it is. So, you know. Are you, are you an Adam Gase guy? No. No. Are you? No. I mean, I don't know enough about um, the Jets, to be honest with you. I'm like Namath a fake is pretty good. I think Namath is good. Yeah, he should be their quarterback. Don Mader um, and George Sauer. <laughs> Emerson Boozer, Matt Snow. I love that team. I grew up with that team. I love watching them back in those days. They, they, and people have no idea how big Joe Namath was in this town. Huge, Kevin. He was Derek Jeter was huge, which he was, right? Derek Judge, Joe Namath was like, was an iconic star like of which Broadway Joe. Broadway Joe. Not seen. I mean, you, you go back to your DiMaggio's and your Mantles and a star of that ilk in this town. And then if I think you can be a star in New York, you really are a star. You become an incredible star because it is what it is the, the population, the media, the attention, everything that's here. Um, the magnifying glass and be able to excel on this stage is like no other. It's not, and you win a championship in a league that everybody laughed at at the time and a team that people didn't give a lot of respect to. You go out and you beat the greatest football team in the world and you just beat them. You beat them convincingly. And you say you were going to beat them before. You're, you're 21, 18 to 21 point, 22 point underdogs and you go and win. You tell me that's not monumental. It is. So good for, but, but, but we've Jet fans have had to live off that for the last 50 years. So it's time they, they, they did something. Then we, Anybody who could, we started talking another sport here. You that's like the this? curtain call. You never know what you're going to get. We're an enigma. Yeah, that's for you sure. Will. You never know what, what you're going to get on this show. That's for sure. I think we should land it. What do you think? How long have we been on now? It feels like a couple of days. <laughs> Longer than that. <laughs> let's go back to Twitter. Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, let's, is there anything else we should talk about? Let me just think most of the Yankees have to do? Oh, the shopping list. So, so well, let's finish with the shopping list. So yeah, you're if, Brian, if Cashman. Brian Cashman. Or I'm Brian Cashman. We're both Brian Cashman. Um, if you, your shopping list, what, what do you have to shop for? And again, it doesn't mean that they'll attain this or get there, or maybe they have a different shopping list than you and I have. But you and I are playing GM night now. Right now we're playing Brian Cashman. What, what, what do you, what, you go first, then I'll go after You're you. asking me the questions. Yeah, I'm the gonna, for a change, I'm going to ask you something. The script has been flipped. I will. Yeah. I can ask you hard questions like, is it raining out? Uh, yeah, a little bit. It rains. So, it's like the monsoons out there. Are you kidding me? To answer your question, Sorry, though, go I'll go back to the top of the show and say, sure. Cashman has already fielded a world championship caliber team. So yes. he doesn't have to do a ton. No. Uh, 
He does not. If I, but he has to do something. Yeah, you know, find out what kind of starting pitchers are out there. Uh, right. Maybe bolster that bullpen a little bit. I know they weren't um, – the circle of trust kind of wasn't there as much t- toward the end. It was that's really uh, it. very small at the end. Yeah. I think that's it. But there's, that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot, though. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, let's quantify. Let's let's quantify this a little bit. I should say qualify, right? I should say qualify. I, know, I get them mixed up. Uh, I do too. Let, let, the Q word. Let's cue this for a minute, okay? Um, you need you need someone who's a, a defensive specialist at shortstop. You you do. Torres would be is better suited for second base. His bat is awesome. He's going to be a major megastar. But defensively, he's okay at short, but the Yankees could use more defense there. And you put Glaber at second, and you, it's better. It's better for the team. So that's, that's a move they should make, I would think. You got to sign LeMayu. He's high on your list. I mean, you try. I mean, he's going to not be easy. But I, but you put it, and I know they'll make every effort to get him. So let's assume that you get it. So that's on your list. So upgrade defensively the shortstop position. Get up, get, get, sign LeMayu if you can. Uh, that's important too, right? So, what he's starting pitching? It is more than just Tanaka coming back. If if they decide to bring him back, that's you got to at least have one other veteran veteran pitcher who's who's in a three number three slot. You know, he doesn't have to be a we can't get a one. Ones are you know, almost non-existent and they're really expensive. And you put all your money into that, then you don't address some other needs. And the Yankees have enough probably start because of Cole. Cole gives the Yankees greatness for a long time to come. But you need you need to have that if you get because Severino's coming back hopefully. So and, and by the way, we haven't even talked about Herman. Herman could come back. We don't know what his situation is. Oh, great point. So the Yankees starting pitching, which is you know right now is uh, some question marks, may not be a question mark come the end of spring training. So, but again, if you can f- get a veteran, like I said, seven is always nice to have seven pitchers and starting pitchers again because of injury and nutrition. Uh, so you get one more starting pitcher, upgrade defensively if you can at shortstop. Um, LeMayu, sign LeMayu, no doubt, uh, if you can. And, uh, you know, upgrade. You need a, a piece, maybe two pieces in the bullpen. So, you know, find some, some – and by the way, Canely comes back hopefully next year. That will help the bullpen. That was a major loss not having Canely, major. Getting him back will help the bullpen tremendously. So now maybe it's just a piece. So, you know, it's their shopping list is, is you know, it's it, harder in some places, easier in others. But but they know what their shopping list is, and I'm sure what we just said, what I just said, and you just said, will, I'm sure the Yankees will mirror that, I'm sure. I'm counting eight starting pitchers, Flip. Like, quality starting pitchers. All right, let me hear it. Give me your eight. Give me your eight. Someone's calling me from an 800 number. I think I think I just want a cruise or whatever. <laughs> you call me all hours of the day and night with these cruises. I changed oh, my number. I moved to West Virginia. I don't have this issue. <laughs> Stop with West Virginia. Have you ever I been like to West Virginia? Virginia? Have, you ever been to West, have you ever been to West Virginia? I have. Where? Where uh, University of. What is that? Wheeling? Yeah, I've been to Wheeling, West Virginia. Yeah. that was. I spent like a... Wheeling, West Virginia. I spent like a, a year there one night. <laughs> I know. Not with Willie West Virginia. It's actually okay. I'm only teasing about that. But I, uh, I mean, there isn't there isn't a lot to do though. It's like it's not like Broadway. I mean, mean, a lot of people lose. They like a like a different lifestyle, different pace. So that's fine. Willie West Virginia, good retirement place. Is that a hint? I should retire. Well, here's my. The shoe fits. You know, the the vacation thing fits. But go ahead. Here's my eight. Yeah, Uh, in no particular order. Yeah, Garrett Cole. Sevi, yeah. Tanaka, yeah. Montgomery, yeah. Four. Davy Garcia, five. Schmidt, six. King, seven. Herman, eight. Right. Possibly. Like, yeah. You could well, you could piece a quality five man rotation out of that. Absolutely, absolutely. You know. Yeah. Oh, you feel better now. I feel better. We solved all these. We solved the issues. We feel better. I want to be able to pull off a full-length fur like Joe Namath, but like not Joe Namath did, yeah, like that. <laughs> not real fur, obviously, yeah. full fur. Like that makes him the man. Yeah, he was the he was definitely the man. Oh my God, was he the man? What a great what a great football player he was. He didn't have a 
a lot of years because of all the injuries, had terrible injuries, was in terrible pain. I see him every year. I used to see him when we had these dinners and things and luncheons and sports and the March of Dimes luncheon, Sean McManus's wonderful work that he does for the March of Dimes. Um, I have a luncheon every year and the, Joe would come most years and uh, it's very funny and I, I've come to know him through the years and he sees me, he sees me, hey, here's the jet fan in the room, he'd say to me. So <laughs> all the time, but uh, uh, Joe's a really good guy. I remember one year we won an Emmy for something uh, back in my NBC, uh, my Fox years. And uh, I got up, uh, Billy Webb, the late Billy Webb, great, great man, Billy Webb. We got up to accept. And so we go up there and Joe Namath was the presenter. And I remember as I got up there, he gives us the award. I'm looking at it and I said, that's Joe Namath. And oh, everybody laughed, right? It was like, it's, it was like, that meant more to me because it was Joe Namath. And it was, everybody has heroes in life. Like, he was one of my heroes. And inevitably, because we put people on pedestals, they have a tendency to let you down. Joe never let me down, never let me down. As a, he was just a good guy, class act, and treated people always with respect and dignity. You know, he had uh, one, one unfortunate moment, but, uh, but you know, he's, we all have our moments in life. And uh, Joe was just a, the good guy and uh, was a great role model, good guy, a lot of fun. You mentioned Sean McManus. We yeah. should know that he was a uh, guest here on the Curtain Call podcast. Was. One of our, one of our, my favorite guests, to be honest with you. Um, so go back and listen to that in our archives if, if you're interested. I had dinner with him the other night. We had dinner. Uh, was we're, we're in a pandemic, Flip. So we were socially distanced. Okay. You know? okay. I, I, listen, I was socially distanced from people before the pandemic. Okay. <laughs> so this pandemic got me. I had nothing to do with it. And I, no, I believe in social distance. Believe me, we have to, you have to. People, you've got to practice that stuff. I mean, you want to, because if you don't want to get yourself sick or some other people sick, you got to practice it. And that's just being a responsible human being. But most people practice it. Only if you know, they'll practice it, you're an idiot. Okay. I know you do. Yeah. I'm just messing around. No, with I you. mean, no, I know you do. But I mean, only if you're an idiot, you won't practice it. And, and, and then you're going to put your life in other people's lives. Please do not do that, folks. Come on. You know better than that. Yeah, you know, it's not about you. It's about the people no, around you. No, that's exactly the right. But I see, I, mean, I see people who don't practice it. And, and I give them lectures when I see them. Mm-hmm. Put that mask on. What are you doing? You know, you, you got you to point that out to people. Sometimes they need to be embarrassed to do the right thing. But most people, I mean, I'm just considering all that we've been through since, since last what, March, beginning of March, whatever. I mean, I think a lot, most people practice it. Some don't, some don't who should, they should. And you should point out to them, you need to practice that. That's not right. Don't put other people's lives in, in danger. If you don't care about your own life, well, that's up to you. But don't put other people's lives in danger. That's wrong. That's irresponsible. Yeah, I live in a college community. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, they feel yeah. respectable, the kids sometimes. Yeah, they don't know. And they, they don't think about us, right? So they're out no, partying. Some, some don't. I mean, all it takes is a couple not to, and all of a sudden you had a problem. That's yeah. the problem with it. It's just one or two people. I know it's more than that, but you, it's one person can infect how many? Yep. You know? Well, that's where it started, with one person. I would think that's true. That's right? Story. Look where we are now. Well, that's uh, true. Okay. But it's get, look, we're, I, give, I give the world a lot of credit for fighting this thing the way it's fought. How about baseball, too? Give them a lot of credit for, I mean, things started. I didn't know we'd see 60 games. Who knew what was going to happen? Remember when the Marlins got wiped out the first week? You remember all that? They weren't going to play. Then the Cardinals were going to play. And then they were, Toronto had to move to Buffalo. And first they were going to Florida. They were going to Buffalo. I mean, the fact that we were, baseball got through this, sports has gotten through this, we've gotten through this as a society. We're not done yet, but, but people are rallying, have done a great job. I tell you, I'm impressed with the human race. I'm not easily impressed with anything. But the human race now impresses me for how they've handled this and and I'm, you know, and, and, and I'm really happy that it's turning out that way because it's the future of mankind. So we better figure it out. And I think we are. I think we're doing a better job of it. I can attest that you are not easily impressed. Um, last... I'm not impressed at all. But that's, that's just me. I'm, look, I'm, I don't know that I'm, do you think I'm a difficult personality? You better give me the right answer. No. You bombed on the first one. But wait, I think you're the best. This thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Keep telling me that. So this is because your review's coming up, right? Yeah. Rate, review, subscribe, and review. Right. And review Kevin. I, w- I want you guys, people, to start writing about Kevin. Don't write about me. Either. Write about Kevin. Because Kevin, Kevin is the glue that holds us together. He really is. Kevin does, like, work and stuff. I mean, I have another job. I mean, I'm busy. You know, Kevin, uh, less so. So he's got time to do whatever, work on this thing. And he does a great job with this thing he does. So I, I, I'm, I'm very impressed with it. I don't have to do much. I just come in, 
you know, we don't really do a rehearsal and stuff. Brunt, what do we rehearse? We talk about like five minutes. What are we going to talk about? Oh, this, this, and this. All right. And, and that's kind of it. And we don't even go. And sometimes we don't even talk about what we said we were going to talk about. We just go in here because I'm crazy and I morph because I'm raging, whatever. And I morph in all these categories. And, but I think, I think the fact that we do that, you know, it makes us sort of unpredictable. And, but then that's not, that's kind of a good thing when you're trying to do, give information and entertainment. I think because it, 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 these things supposedly, honestly, they should be a mix of, of, of interesting information and entertainment. And if you could do both, I think you've served a lot. You've done to serve the, the what you've done, what you're supposed to do. You've you've served the mission statement. You know. Speaking of unpredictable, do you remember about 20 minutes ago when you mentioned the term foreign object? Yes, for wrestling, right? Do you know what I immediately thought of? Yeah. So, uh, I thought of who? who? Mr. Fuji throwing salt into Hulk Hogan's oh, eyes. Yeah, it was terrible. I remember that happened. It was awful. You know, and I remember the extent like some of these guys would have like this metal thing in their thumb. It was a foreign object. You know, it was amazing. The referees never found this stuff. <laughs> did, 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 did you find it like amazing, Kevin? When you awful grew up referees. watching professional wrestling and you'd sit there and go, wait a minute, I know he's I could see it right here. He's holding it. And then you see all the crowd is whatever. And he, you know, I guess we just blew a lot K-Fabe. of Angel Hernandez is out there. Do we mess up K Fabe now? Kayfabe, that's a work, not a shoot. Someday we'll go through what Kayfabe, shoot, uh, uh, what was the other, Kayfabe, shoot, work, what all those yeah. things. Were. Paper the house. We did a lot of that on the Guardian of Chaos Big Daddy. Oh, that's right. We had the, by the way, the, thank you for that show because we, uh, we got some nice numbers on that show. People enjoyed that. It was fun. It was different. It was different to go into that world and to have a, someone like the Guardian of Chaos. You know, I still don't know what his name is, by the way. You know how long I know the Guardian of Chaos? I know a while now. I don't know what his name is. So He's I call him in I, my okay, phone. I just call him Guardian Car- of can, Chaos. No, mine says Chaos. Right. That could be 100 people in my life. Well, it's just Chaos. Maybe <laughs> 100 people, especially people here. It could be a lot of those people. So oh. we thrive in Chaos. That's who we are. Right, Actually, before you get in trouble, let's land this thing. Let's, man, let's, let's, in the words of Ashley Fugazi, it's time to land the plane. Let's land the plane, baby. Here we go. And we'll see you soon. And thank you for your support. And we'll be on, we'll try to do weekly for you, you know, as we go on. Lot to cover in the off season. We look forward to it. Write, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. You can write, do do that too as you're at it. Whatever. Please uh, help us out. We appreciate it. And thanks again. The words of Kevin Sullivan. Let's get out of here. Bye. <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs>